And even if they ever went back, they would always be taken in for questioning and asked questions like, you know, who works there? They knew, the government knew absolutely everything about everybody who worked at the BBC Persian section. Hey there, I'm Ed Begley Jr. and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. I fit my trash in a glove compartment, I recycle denim to insulate my house, and I love my wife. And I am Rochelle Carson Begley, and I prefer to wear my denim, especially when someone is too cheap to turn on the heater. And I love Ed. This week on Begley Ask, the wonderful actress Salome Azizi talks to us about her life as an immigrant, her life as an actress, her life in the world of law. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a great guest joining us today, but first, let's share some of the wonderful things you guys have been up to. Since we talked about solar a few weeks ago, Wizbeck One said, just use the link on the Begley S page to look up our state solar and other green tax credits and rebates. Nice job. Thank you so much, Wizbeck One. Do we have that on our, on our website? Uh, we do. We absolutely do, honey. What were there. your results? And that reminds me, if you want to look up any of the resources or topics we mentioned in our episodes, we have links in the show notes on our website, begleyesque.com. Good to know. Also, Conrath23 tweeted, thanks for mentioning us in your podcast. We do have a 20 kilowatt system with 75 panels. Oh my Lord. For a family of six. That's a lot of panels, isn't it's it? It's a, a lot of panels, panels, more okay. than I have. And we can get 120 kilowatt hours in a day. I, f- I knew what that meant. I would be impressed. I think you are though, aren't you? And I am. We do 50 kilowatt oh, hours a day, okay. sometimes 60. We've done as many as 60. So, so we only have nine we, kilowatts. How can we up this? But they have a we family a of bigger, six. They, we need more space. We can't fit any more, okay, honey. So we're in we're our, only three anyway. I'm encouraging everyone to do it. At, it's about an eight-year payback. Really? If and you're going to buy them, it's an eight-year payback. If you're going to lease them, it's a payback instantly. And then it's free electricity. Amazing. That's right. So for the rest of you, what have you done this week that made you happy? Tell us on Twitter or Facebook. Shoot us an email at begleyesk at gmail.com. We're always so inspired and happy to hear what you guys are doing. And today, the lovely actress Salome Azizi has joined us to talk about where she's been in the world, what she's doing with her latest work. You might have seen her in hit shows like Jane the Virgin, Blackish, and the film American Wrestler, The Wizard, Salome, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy and a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) So I have so many questions because um, for for so many different reasons, but um, one is, so you weren't always an actress. No, of course you weren't. You weren't born an actress. Uh, You are from, you're you're absolutely stunning. So uh, too bad we don't have video. And, um, but you're, you're an actress who came here how long ago? Well, I moved to Los Angeles about four years ago. And you obviously have an accent, so yeah. you're from where? I'm from, I was born in Iran, um, Tehran, Iran, and I grew up in London. So, uh, I moved there at a very young age uh, with my mum. And yeah, I studied there, I spent most of my life there. And then I traveled the world for about a year. Um, and then I uh, moved to San Francisco for a while, and then I decided to come to Los Angeles. We're very happy to have you here in our fair city. So did you come to America from London wanting to be an actress, or did you study in London? Or? Well, um, I always secretly wanted to be an actress since mm-hmm. I was a, a child. And I remember a very um, during my teens when I was in Europe, somebody asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, well, I want to be an actress. 
And the response was, you want to be a whore? Yeah, okay, I get that. I, I, I get that. Ed says that to me every day, don't you, honey? <laughs> take it, I don't take it, but I don't say it. And uh, I was like, no, actually, I don't. I just, I just want to act. It's what I want to do. But that was the sort of, um, I was dealing with that kind of attitude towards sure. my chosen profession so I didn't uh, pursue acting I can't imagine why I can't imagine why I I decided to um, study law because it was you know in the Iranian family you're either a lawyer a doctor an engineer and Mm -hmm. I didn't really at that point I didn't care about any of them I just chose one and I studied it I actually liked law I really enjoyed studying it but once uh, it came to uh, actually practicing it it was a horrible experience. I hated it. I worked, I trained for about... Well, the training process in England is slightly different to here, but it was a two-year training process, and I did about six or seven months of it, and I developed alopecia, and I was going bald. I was crying. <laughs> you were doing litigation? What were you doing? Yeah, I was training, so I was uh, working with... I was doing family. I was doing business. Family law. So you do a lot. You spend six months in every different field. Oh, but boy. it was a horrible... I had a really horrible boss... Um, he was a really horrible person. I do too. I've got a horrible <laughs> boss too. No, like literally he would yeah, ask literally. us questions and if we got it wrong, he'd throw ashtrays and he was just oh, a boy. really horrible human oh, being. that's not acceptable. No, it wasn't. It's not acceptable. Anyway, I decided I didn't want to do that I when I grew up. Why. <laughs> yeah. Good, good change. So, um, well, law is not that, it, it definitely in the vein of acting. You definitely need acting chops if yeah. you're going to be a litigator, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a trial lawyer. Absolutely, you need that. I have played a few lawyers in my day. Yes, you have. <laughs> you put me through the third degree more it than once. Indeed. But, yeah, you cross-examined okay. me All right, many times. This isn't times. about me, so let's get on. All right, so you, so you were a lawyer, and then? So, um, well, I studied, I, I finished my qualifications, but I still had to finish my training okay. to get my... Yeah, we don't do that yeah. here. Yeah. So <laughs> I, at that point, I was like, I don't want to do this. So I decided to take off for a year and I traveled. I went backpacking with my um, best friend and we went traveling for a year. We went to Central and South America and Australia. And so I was you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I came back and I still had no idea what I wanted to do. But I stumbled onto... Um, journalism and broadcasting and I started working for the BBC World Service and that was a great experience I really enjoyed that we love BBC yeah, yeah. that's where real news happens yeah great <laughs> we news. get the real BBC news, news is great. not like fake news but <laughs> real news so you were a, a journalist on camera well no, no no it was radio I wasn't oh, okay. I was uh, I started as a broadcast assistant so mm-hmm. I was helping the radio shows and then I sort of dabbled in producing and presenting. There was the entertainment show, which I co-presented sometimes mm-hmm. with Behzad Bulur, who did the Persian section. And then I also, you know, I pro- helped produce, did interviews and edits and stuff. And I loved it because at that point, it really helped my Farsi because it was just specifically for the Persian section. So my Farsi was really, I learned it, I got it back. Language, it was Farsi. beautiful. Yeah, and I really like Do set that on. See? Look at you. I'm very impressed. I said it to you. That means I love you. Well, how do you like I that? I know. Well, you I heard can it hear here. that in English. Say, but go I want ahead. a copy of that yeah. tape. Somebody <laughs> set that aside. <laughs> so, sorry. Go, I digress. Go ahead. So, oh, yeah. And then at that point, I decided I wanted to pursue my acting. And I, I came across this um, two year intensive course in theater. And um, I did that in the evenings. I would, every day it was brilliant. I loved it, loved it. And, and then, so it started again, my passion for it. And I, I was doing a lot of Greek tragedies and you know, very classical theater and Shakespeare and stuff like that. No better training than that. 
really it's wonderful training stage and specifically Shakespeare and yeah. Greek tragedies what that's great what do you know about I've <laughs> done Shakespeare I've done Greek tragedies honey yeah, I'm living no, one right one. Uh, exactly right, right, right here okay. so then you so you trained and then did you start working in England no at that point I moved to uh, I moved oh I got an agent and actually I remember I had one audition for a movie with Anyway, I didn't make the audition. But at that point, I, I met, I, was, I fell in love, and I moved to San Francisco, which is why I moved to America. Mm-hmm. And then I got married, and um, I stopped with the whole acting thing, because I was in San Francisco, and there was a, I tried to do some theater, and I did, and I didn't really enjoy the experience as much as I did in England, so I left it, and I um, started working in advertising, uh, which was really great it was a very creative field and I was working with a lot of creative people and I was again helping producing ads and so I was involved but in in the background anyway then my marriage sort of fell apart and I decided to come to Los Angeles and give my acting one final shot which brought me here and that was four years ago yeah so you've, you've done well in the past well. four years, I'll tell you. <laughs> I Very should be good. so lucky to have done some of these shows that you've done. That's awesome. Yeah, American Wrestler. What was that like for you? What would, tell me about that experience. Oh, that was really great. It was more, it was my first like big budget movie that I ever did because before that I did small things, and I I remember going on set and I was really really nervous, and well I just went in and it was such a everybody was so friendly and welcoming and it just totally took away my fear, but. Right. The scene that I had was quite emotional. So I was really trying to sort of stay in it and, you know, <laughs> sort of feel it and just be present. But there was somebody on set who was uh, quite the joker and he kept making me laugh. And it was really frustrating because I wanted to do my best work, but this person kept making me laugh. But it was such a great experience because I was like, okay, so you know how you hear stories about divas and these people on set who are like, I need to have my space. That's and it. Ed, Ed's like, absolutely like that all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. He even needs his space right now, but I won't give it to him. Go ahead. Sorry. But I totally learned my lesson in sort of protecting your space because at that point I needed to stay focused and be, you know, in my character sure. and to be true to my role. And But at the same time, I, I didn't want to... Um, offend other people on set because all these people have been working together for so long and there was me who just sort of came on but it was a really good learning experience in that respect but yeah I mean I, I really enjoyed being on the set we did this movie about who was the person that was making you laugh I can't tell it? you okay okay well, <laughs> well IMDB later Damn. we'll figure it out <laughs> what was the premise of that movie I don't know that movie American Wrestler the movie was uh, really about this young boy who escapes Iran during the revolution. Or, oh. Yeah, the revolution. So it was literally an Iranian movie. It was def- the creator yeah. is an Iranian uh, person. The director was not. It was mm. also the fund. It was an American-made movie, but the the in story English. in English. Oh, okay. yes. But it's a true story based on the creator's experience. Um, of him having to be smuggled out of Iran at a very young age mm-hmm. by his parents and his struggle coming to America. It's this story of the struggle of the spirit and um, overcoming difficulties and ultimately the triumph of the human spirit. Well, we certainly mm. need that movie now, don't we? With yes, a, we do. With the climate that's literal climate of the immigration climate that is going on right now have you experienced any uh, backlash on that or any negative I mean it's hard when you're so beautiful she is so beautiful but but you are 
uh, foreigner, so and yeah. it's clear your accent is that. It's really interesting because when I was in England, everybody would go, so where are you from? And then I would say, well, yeah, I'm from Iran. And then I remember going back to Iran and my family going, oh, this is Salome, she's from England. <laughs> it was so weird because I was ultimately not ever really from anywhere because I, I grew I, I grew up in London, mm-hmm. right? But um, I was Iranian. I was never really, ex- I wasn't a British, I mean, I am a British sure. citizen, but people look at me like, so where are you really from? You know, mm-hmm. their name is... But in America, I've never experienced that. I've had such a positive experience I've Good. been and, and I think it's it's America's such a welcoming country everyone is ultimately an immigrant and you know you're you're from America you're everyone's the same well one could you well, one can only hope that hasn't been the case so you've been fortunate but uh, we hope that that is the way it is again yes we work toward that yes and uh, I'm glad you've had that experience yes. but uh, no I lived in England and I remember being a foreigner in that country. And I would, back then in the 70s, it was like, Yankee, go home. I'm like, I'm not a Yankee. I'm from Georgia. I'm not a Yankee. They don't get it. So everyone's yeah. a Yankee over there. Whereas here, Yankee is New York or, you know, Northern. North. They're, you know, not the South, but has a whole nother meaning to it. But uh, no, it's a very hot topic, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. now. You haven't had any trouble traveling with your passport or anything? No, but when the proposed travel ban um, was proposed by... Trump um, and the administration, it would have directly affected uh, my mom because oh, wow. she just literally got her green card and I was really worried. So I was one of those people who was out in the streets going, no, you know, Good for you. you just can't because, and also my, I have family who, my uncle, for example, you know, he's um, a Norwegian citizen, mm. but his son is here with th- his grandkids and he would not have been able to come and visit them, even though he has a 10-year visa to travel to the United right. States. It's really infuriating. Yeah. And I just hope it doesn't come back around. Me we too. all we yeah. all hope that. Yes. Have you been back to Iran lately? I mean, do you go back or have you ever worked there? Have you ever been able to work there? No, I wouldn't. I've been to back to Iran. The last time I was there was about five years ago. But I, w- I don't think I would go back after being on TV here. Oh yeah, they I just probably wouldn't don't think it would be safe. <laughs> no, 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 I guess smart. Not. no. Smart. Yeah. Cuz like I, you know, I remember working at the BBC my um, colleagues their family would get harassed all the time. You know, they'd get taken in uh, because their relatives were I mean, they would the... be in Iran and they'd be on the BBC in England and, yeah, and they would their... harass in Iran yeah. the families. Yeah. And even if they ever went back, they would always be taken in for questioning and asked questions like, you know, who works there? They knew, the government knew absolutely everything about everybody who worked at the BBC Persian section because they, they just, it's like that kind of environment. Yeah. I wouldn't, don't think. No, I'd I love don't. to go back because I have family there, but I just don't think it would be um, advisable at this point. Not at this Probably time. Probably not. But hopefully there'll become a day when that, that does change. There'll become a day? Whatever. Hopefully you understood what I said, didn't you? <laughs> That will become a I'm day. This is the honey. way I speak, sweetheart. And it's I love sort of it. old English, actually. Yes. 
Um, Very old, like the Druids and so, Stonehenge. <laughs> so, I mean, we have an environment. This has a little bit of an environmental bent to it, this show, Beglias. I mean, it was initially had that. I'm, I'm trying my best to take it and, you know, run with it on my own. But I, he's still here and he won't just, I can't shake him for some reason. <laughs> but do you have a sense of an environmental movement? Did you have that in England? Or I, I don't know. I don't think I was so much into that uh, mentality when I was in England. Well, no, that's not true. I was always into recycling and all that. That was very big. But having moved to California, I became a lot more aware of it. So now I'm a lot more like mindful Mm -hmm. of the way what I do, you know, and how I live my life. I'm trying really hard to become a vegetarian. And the only thing that's holding me back is the the kebab, the Persian kebab. I know. That's what holds me back, too, every day. I think about it. I'm going to be a bit... No, that damn Persian kebab. No, but listen I really to it. like I, it. I know. Okay, go ahead. I, um, my grandmother used to eat raw, right? So she, as from a young age, I was Raw food, raw, like raw vegetables. Raw vegetables. Not meat. Not raw meat, no. Okay, all right. But I was... And she was a vegetarian. My mum has always been inclined to be a vegetarian. I'm kind of... I, like, I prefer vegetables to meat. The only thing... Yeah, the that's, kebab. That's I know. I like I like the veggie kebabs. Oh, you got your tofu, you got your they mushrooms, you got your same, onion. Dear. They're not. Are you the sure? Same. Yeah. I like them. I like the veggie burgers. It's just you can't do the kebab. No. You're probably no, 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 it's not kebab. as good. Where do you as, like? Where you'll you'll give me a list of restaurants when we finish this, but um, so you're here now and you're there's topically there's a, probably a lot of work out there for you because we're this is what's in the news these days right. and. You know, do you ever play other nationalities? Do you get to go in and? I, yes, I've played or... Israeli. I've played ironic, and that's wonderful. I know, right? I've played played Arabic. Um, obviously, just the British. Mm-hmm. Do you do and accents? The... I can't. Yeah. Can you do American mm, accents? No. This is the one thing <laughs> I can't God. do. I don't know why. I think it's like it's a thing in my head, and it's because everybody's um, obviously American here, yeah. and I feel like if I do it, they're gonna go, "Oh, yeah, that wasn't quite right." So I don't know. <laughs> well, every other Brit comes over here and does it. Now you might and the Australians and they do it good. I don't even. They do it so good. I mean, I have a pet peeve. I am a little. I have to say, I've been a little perturbed with how many Brits come over here and get our work. But your it's not work. you. What You're is- an exception because you came over because you were in love. But. Um, I wasn't born in England, but they come over and they do, they're fabulous. They they're do so- well But why do you trained. say it's your work, you know? People well, come it over could here. have been my work if they weren't in the room. I might have had a chance, <laughs> mightn't I? Whatever you say, honey. Yeah, I mean, but they, they, there are an abundance of British mm-hmm. actors coming over and doing amazing American accents. There's a few that do really shitty. shitty I can say that. It's my own show. <laughs> uh, shitty, sh- shitty accents or really bad accents for another version of that. But for the most part, why do you think that is that you guys do better accents than we do? Maybe I think it might you, be something you, called training, honey. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe giving a shit <laughs> about the world. <laughs> I think maybe it's training, going to the... Well, what, what's your excuse? I don't pretend to do accents, honey. I don't do any no, he accents. Does, he, does, he does okay accents. I actually can do a little British, but I would never do it in front of you. But anyway, I wonder what that is. I bet you'd do a great job, well, though. It's all right. Um, <laughs> but, it, but you think it's because you see a lot of American TV? What do you think? Or just that it's just now? Oh, why the Brits can do it? Yeah. I think, yeah, it probably has something to do with the fact that there's a lot of American TV. But also, isn't it easier to do an American accent than it is to do an English accent? Oh, I don't think so. Because oh. it's a lot more like, 
free and open and depends on where you're from see it's like england you know it's like there's such a small country there's like you go 20 minutes and you get a different accent in england Mm -hmm. you have to go a lot further here maybe 20 miles depending on where you are why are you looking at me like that no i'm just i'm listening to your every word i'm you have my rapt attention like i'm from atlanta and in atlanta in the, ci- the city that I'm from, it's more of a different accent. You go 20 miles into the country, it's a completely different accent. Mm. No, it is. It's a different accent. You know, that's changing as everyone sort of the melting pot. But mm-hmm. just curious. It's an, just but a, the, so many of the British people that are doing films and television here, and the Australians as well, they do the accent so well. I mean, I just can't. I mean, literally, they're doing like Boston accents that I, I grew up in America and I can't do a Boston accent the way they can. They nail it. It's like us going over there and working and doing a Leeds or a Yorkshire accent I know. flawlessly, I know. flawlessly, and they do it. So that's just Okay, they're training. superior. I hear you. There we go. So you are a very beautiful, as I said many times, and I am not gay, so there you are. Um, but um, how do you stay so healthy and fit and all of that? Well, the exercising is a bit of a challenge, but I have started going to the gym again. Two yeah. days. Two days. Today is going to be my third day. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> and no. it already shows on her, isn't it? <laughs> no, because I can't walk. Um, no, but I do, you know, I sort of do random stuff. I, I hike. I mm-hmm. go to yoga. I don't do one thing specifically yeah. all the time because I just don't have the, I get bored. But other than that, I think I just eat well. My mum is really big on masks and fruits and she makes a lot of these home products and she makes me put them on my face well good which helps one thing about being in europe and i just got back from paris and london myself i lost weight because i walked i ate a lot but i walked everywhere they Mm -hmm. have great public transportation and people take it whereas we just don't have that here Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that uh, maybe if they build it they'll come i mean we have we have for the amount of uh, people and the amount of square miles, we have a very good transit system here, honey. We take more people more miles than any other transit system in the world. It's just so spread out is the problem. Right. But they're building more rail lines all the time. There's more, you know, clean fuel buses, rapid buses. It's It seems like it, it's never going to be as good as Manhattan because Manhattan is a very small island. We go from Pomona to Trancas to, you know, Long Beach to Santa Clarita. That's a big area. So right. they, they, they do take a lot of people. It's just we're so spread I, out. And I also think it's their culture. I think they were, it just started. It is know. a car culture here. You're correct. Yeah. It, it is a car culture. People, many people are resistant to getting out of their car, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are, you know, they can't afford a car. They take it, they're transit dependent. And they need it. Then there's people like me that are inclined to take it to make it like a green choice, a choice to cut down on traffic and pollution. And that is a very worthy choice too. And I've been taking it my whole life. My dad in New York took transit everywhere. And so when I moved back out here in 63, I just took it all the time. And when Earth Day happened in 1970, it was another reason, another green reason to take public transportation Mm -hmm. because it was less traffic and less pollution. You know, your share of the fuel on a bus is just less than any vehicle you could imagine. Right. And did you ever occur to you that that we had a public transportation system here in Los Angeles? I once went on a bus. Okay, that's... (laughs) <laughs> from where to where do you remember <laughs> it was my very first experience when I moved to Los not moved I was just traveling it was I don't know it was really late at night it was dark uh oh I don't like this right was, away 
already it did it it was horrible it was really no scary. that's not for you you that don't no. do that again as you probably haven't that was my yeah. experience the one and only time i took a bus too i have taken the the, the uh, train though i think that we have a beautiful transit system i mean a, a subway beautiful the thing is i think my like my mom sometimes takes the bus because she's used to public transport she, mean here like, in la well she's i mean she's done it a couple of times okay right. yeah but well, like in england she's always on the tube and stuff mm-hmm. so she's like oh yeah i'll just take the bus you know she doesn't drive so i'm like well but it takes it adds like an extra three hours to your journey doesn't it It can for some journeys for some it's actually quicker to go downtown on the rail or go to hollywood on the rail is quicker than driving because they're going under the traffic you're going under underground and now with some of these rapid buses down ventura boulevard or down wilshire they have their own bus lane in many cases and they you know don't make many stops and you can make really good time in those buses so some of them are the slow boat to china and some of them are pretty quick so they got the freeway flyers and stuff too that go different areas you know there's ways to get around quickly but it's not for every trip if you live somewhere in the middle of canoga park and you need to get to westwood you know there's too many buses and too much time for a lot of people mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. fascinating but um <laughs> <laughs> you could ride your bike as i do and go over the hill and go <laughs> pedal right past transit traffic will you ride your bike over the hill with me honey yeah that's never <laughs> going to happen there you have okay. it okay we so, tried um okay so since i am on the show any sort of ideas about how i can get started and involved can i give the list honey you want to give it please give it (laughs) the first thing i suggest it's very inexpensive and you'll see a result right away is light bulbs the new led light bulbs are very pleasant color the old ones used to be kind of harsh and you know stark lighting now they're much warmer in color and you can put those in and you can dim them you can put Uh, them up and you can get as we have why why does she have to start with light bulbs because it's a good inexpensive way to start that you see a result on your electric bill right away you see quick results same thing with an energy saving thermostat if you're handy want to put it up yourself one of those energy saving yeah, thermostats. She looks handy. She, what a judgmental <laughs> no, thing that is. Wow. Because she's gorgeous. She's not handy. Okay, okay, oh, okay. Hold on a second, young <laughs> lady. I don't like the way you're going. I, I, I will admit that was a bit sad. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, that's another thing you can do. Uh, so wait, can I ask something? What about this LED thing? How do I know the difference between this new one right and the other? Right there at the hardware store, at Eddie Home Depot, your local hardware store, True Value Hardware, that'll say LED bulbs. You ask the person at the desk, where's the LED well, section? Well, I know, but there's a different one between the old one and the, the new, the oh, dimmable the, the, ones? they don't what? sell the old ones. Oh, anymore. they don't? Okay, no, great. No, no, sorry, there sorry. You don't okay. have to worry about that. So LED, okay, good. Yeah, and you can also <laughs> ask them in case they might have some old ones Hold on, there might be a hardware store that has some old stock on the shelf. Just ask them. I want to make sure these are the warmer color. The warmer They'll ones. say the color temperature of the light. The higher the color temperature, the more blue, which you probably don't, don't like. Want. The mm-hmm. lower the color Bad. temperature, like 3200 Kelvin or even 2800 Kelvin. You're taking notes. Uh, yeah. You could just ask the guy at the desk or the woman at the desk, say, I want some warmer bulbs because I know... The guys will tolerate anything, you know, in their man cave. Women want warmer we want colors. Beauty, yes. beauty, which is what yes. we want. It's just, There's nothing now, worse than horrible, horrible lighting. Isn't it nothing the worst? worse, isn't it? It's the worst. With the energy efficient light bulbs and the dimmers, you can have the best of both worlds. That's one thing. Uh, the other good thing would be uh, something called vampire power, like attacking that. What vampire power is, all these things we have plugged in in our house that you're not using when you go to sleep or not using when you leave the house. Put them on power strips and you turn off with one power strip switch, all these different things plugged in that you don't need on. You don't want to do that to your clock radio or your VCR. Not that people have a VCR anymore, but think of something with a clock on it. Don't do it to any of those things, but you do it to everything else. 
and you'll save a lot of power. Another great green choice, even if you're a meat eater, which Rochelle is, she eats meat rarely. All day long. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just a joke. I'm a vegetarian, and you don't have to do that. If you, people wish to do it, we encourage people to do so. But uh, people who are meat eaters, the less you eat meat, that's a good thing for the environment because there's so much methane that comes out of the yeah. front and the back end of a cow. It's, uh, that's even more potent than CO2. So it's a good green choice mm -hmm. to eat lower in the food chain. That is to say more plant-based stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just... If you have to eat meat, maybe just like one day a week, right? There rather you than you know. Well, we they were just saying meatless Mondays. Yeah, People were starting so with good. that. But if you can go just one day a week, you know that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, what's another good one? Riding a bike if weather and fitness permit. Yes. Taking public transportation if it's available near you. Home gardening and home composting are very oh, yes, good yes, ways. Yes to uh, save energy, protect the environment, and it's uh, and, you know, and inexpensive. Yeah, and all of those are great suggestions. And the first would be just to start getting a little where you're here, you're in a drought. Our drought isn't, is- It's is backed a, off backed for the off time being. Right now, but I never, it never even occurred to me. I remember early on, like oh, brushing my teeth. I used to have the water running. Oh my God, me too. And then I stopped. So yeah. good, good. So See? Much more there, you go. Go. Yeah, there you go. But you already are ahead. I mean, your mom already makes you know, skincare and concoctions out of natural products. Natural mm -hmm. products, you start putting your money where your mouth is. Buy recycled products, buy natural products, chemicals, look underneath your sinks and your, you know, in your uh, kitchen and your bathroom and look kind of products. Start, you know, putting your money into consumables and personal care that is nice, clean, uh, petroleum-free, uh, no parabens, no, and just get aware because yeah. one thing is the best thing you can do for the planet is be healthy. Yes, absolutely. One of the best things. And also know. just being aware, right? Yeah. Because so, so much of the time we spend our time just consuming, consuming, going, oh, this looks yeah. it's organic or whatever. Um, but we, we don't think about it. You no, know, just... you do what you can. And you can't do everything. You don't don't get yeah. put off by all the things you haven't done. Just concentrate on the, the few things you want to start with that you have done. You don't run up Mount Everest. You get to base camp and you get acclimated. Then you do a little more and you climb as high as you can. Yeah. Not everybody's going to have solar panels and a Tesla. I can't even afford a Tesla. You do what you can. You get, you know do this the cheap and easy stuff like the light bulbs and the thermostat and the bike riding and then you build over time mm -hmm. so don't get discouraged by what you're not doing just keep doing a few things you know and and i'll always go back to this this is from drawdown uh, paul hawkins new book about the number one thing i guess globally to combat can, climate change to is educate young women educate and empower young women did you know that they make different choices on uh especially coming from a you know, the Middle East. And yes. It's a great part of population control. They don't yes. have as many kids and what have you. They're able to make better choices and to, yeah. to do things that are less harmful to the environment. And uh, it's, uh, it was kind of surprising. surprising. It was one of the top things. The two things together, there's two categories of empowering women that are, are in his book, Drawdown, and combined, they're the number one thing that would help combat climate change. It's so, kind of extraordinary. Well, I mean, obviously, your parents already did that because you were highly educated. So now you just have to pass that on yeah. in whatever you know way and uh, get aware. Because if that is the number one thing, then that's a great place to start with organizations that support women's issues. Yeah, I would, I, that's something that's uh, really important to me, actually, women's issues. And it's right. something I'd like to be more proactive in. Great. Well, yeah. We will talk off camp, off uh, mic. So now that you're here, you're here, you're a foreigner, a stranger in a strange land, or, or 
Uh, it could be strange. I think it would be strange, but nonetheless, are you interested in like, do, what organizations are you interested in? Are you doing? Well, right now I'm helping my dogs. <laughs> well, my mom's always uh, into animal sort of she helps a lot of animal um, organizations, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, so I, I help my mom help animals. I have, personally, I'm not, oh God, I feel so bad about saying this now, but no, I'm, I'm not involved in any organization. Okay, so we're going to get you involved. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> so now we need, yeah. Bait and switch, okay, we got you we here. Do? Now what we're going to try to recruit her for some crackpot <laughs> yeah, dream group. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we need help. And, you know, uh, we, we ain't getting any younger, so, uh, you know. Okay, what, what should we do? What are we doing? Well, I don't know, but we're going to figure out. There's we'll, lots of things. We won't pressure yeah. you on, Mike. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, it after. We'll it's it's something that you want to do that's a you good You give fit. me some good yeah. Persian restaurants, and I'll give you some good organizations to get involved with. Because that's a way to get it, just to integrate yourself into our community. Yeah. And it's a great thing, you know. Um, but listen, this has been, is there, what are you working on now, by the way? Are you doing anything? Uh, no, I just have a, tran- a show on Transparent that's going to air um, soon. I that love thing. that show. Yes. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. I oh loved it. I love, 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 love it. Who was your storyline with? I was actually with Gabby Hoffman. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Gabby. Yeah, it wasn't her and I, but I was, yes, sure. actually, we were in the seats in the scenes together it was such a great cast to work with that was possibly my my best experience jeffrey's a dear friend yeah. you have any we were in acting him? class I, I didn't know he wasn't there oh he's, he's lovely wonderful. He, yeah i heard wonderful things about him he is but all that more there it was just such a beautiful experience being on that set i loved 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 it and i made really good friends with the, the people that were there and actually you know, we're like we we still hang out. We go out. They come over the other night. Oh. Not Gabby or any, not Gabby Hoffman. I was I was she was there, but she wasn't. Right. But it's just such a great group of people to work with. That what was, about Jane the Virgin? Tell me about that show. Jane the Virgin. That was my first TV experience ever. I love that show as well. Did you work with Priscilla Barnes? Was Priscilla yes. there? Priscilla's yes. a very good friend of mine. Yes. she's insane. Yes. Isn't she crazy? Yes. Was she nice to you? Yes. Okay, good. Everybody was so okay. lovely. And Jaime. Jaime and we work on a... Uh, we're California Fire Foundation. Yep, yeah, right. Jaime's wonderful too. Yeah. It's a good show. It's really good. Oh, it's wonderful. It is. You've, got, you've, you've been on some really wonderful shows. You sure have. I have. I got, I got really lucky. Thank you. I think I'm going to go to Luck and talent is a good combo. Good <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, it's you, why don't you do that, honey? Move to England for a decade. Then you can stay here from the UK. And then come back here and you'll dominate this town. That's right. That'll happen. <laughs> won't it? I'll miss I you. Don't get me wrong. It'll be a hard decade to yeah. be away from you. Yeah. But we'll get through it somehow. I know. <laughs> Well, and you, you come back here, here folks. and you'll be a big star. That's what they say. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'll try anything. Clearly. <laughs> anyway, it has been such a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. You guys are great. I was and, really nervous about coming on. Oh, well, yeah, because I was, it's I was so like, oh, God, I have to. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. He is. He I was like, I have to learn about the environment. I know they're going to ask me questions, and I won't know what am I doing, blah, blah, no, blah. No, I'm but, the least um, judgmental person no, you you've ever met. Except You're so when sweet. it comes to me. But, exactly. But no, we can get, it's great to have someone who, um, I don't even know if you want to be involved, but we're going to get you involved. No, I do. I really, really do. You know, I started, I used to have a shih tzu when I was in um, San Francisco, and then her name was Isabella, and she's the most beautiful thing ever, and she died. And then, um, of old age. And, stuff. Yeah. and then when I moved to uh, Los Angeles I was like I want another dog but 
because I just couldn't really um, do it, I decided to become a foster parent. So I did. And then I rescued this cute little beautiful dog and um, his name was Norman. Anyway, I decided to adopt him. And now he's my dog. His name is Charlie. But that is how I think I've given Yes. And that is a very good thing. Hey, we all start somewhere. (laughs) You know what yes. I mean? We all have to start. I married one, so that's what the dog. I, I'm your rescue, yeah. right, honey? <laughs> exactly. It's great, you know. But and we're going to put anymore. that brain to use. I will nip your it. leg, but I never bite anymore. I yeah. stop nipping. No. Yeah. Where do people get in touch with you if they want to, like Facebook, Twitter? Do you have any of that going on? Yeah, I'm. I'm on Instagram, Salome One. Salome One. Salome One, the number, number one. Yeah, Salome Number One. Number good. And then Facebook's just Salome. It's easy. Salome, okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thanks so much, thank Salome. You. Thank you, Salome. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Now, what are some of the main lessons we learned today? Well, I mean, clearly the lesson I'm going to take away from this is, you know, it's never too late to pursue your passion, which I'm going to do as of after this podcast. You could be a big star next week, honey, if you just apply to yourself. <laughs> Just get out there no, and No, I commit. think I'm going to go to law school is the point. There you go. <laughs> Happily. Whatever you think is your bliss, I want oh, you to pursue it. Follow your no dream, honey. No, you do not. That's why. What I'm, are you saying? I'm trying to keep you under my evil boot? Yes, absolutely. Well. But if I had a law degree or even advertising. That's right. Boy, that woman's done a few things. I wouldn't be able to suppress your joy. Uh-uh. Another great takeaway is the celebration of the human spirit, which her movie American Wrestler is about. That's a big part of the ecosystem and the environment is that kind of joy and right. the, the beauty of... You uh, know, she's, she is lovely. And I have been an immigrant. I have personally been an immigrant twice, actually three times in my life. I lived in England for two years. I lived in Toronto, Canada. And it doesn't feel like that's so different, but actually it sort of is. And I lived in Mexico. So I have been a stranger in a strange land, so to speak. And it's not that easy. You know, there there are different customs, even though we sound the same. We there are a lot of things that are different. And so for her to make the jump and come over here and it was very brave of her. Well, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts so uh, you can get all the great episodes we have coming your way. And if you've got any guest recommendations, stories, or questions you'd like to share, let us know on Twitter or Facebook at BegleyEsk or email us at BegleyEsk at gmail.com. You know, we're very welcoming, so we do welcome your suggestions and we'll even uh, welcome you on our show because... We're just that kind of people. And um, do a little, do a lot. Just do something today and tell us what you did. We'll be back next week. Thank you to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.